If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. We say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening. What? Did that play? Oh, that was faster than I thought. Hello, everybody. Welcome to We Say Things episode 89. So when I do the intro, I have to look at the bars that show the volume. And then when it stops showing anything, then I, but it felt like that was way faster than normal. So, you know what I love anyway. about you, Shannon? You don't do I'm very retakes then. You just like, whatever. <laughs> it's, yeah. I messed up the timing. Let's go. I, why I mean, do you, do you even want ask me, me to do it again? nowadays? Why don't you just start the podcast and then it's like, oh, by the way, we're live. Hello. That's well, we have to do sound check and all that garbage. But yeah, that's true for the most part. Uh, how are you doing, Cinder? It's been it's been one week exactly since we've talked. Yes, um, I'm all right. It's as usual. There's not very much happening. Um, it's pretty rare that I've got a new interesting story just because of, uh, you know, COVID and stuff. Mm. but fortunately interesting thing is happening to other people so we get to talk about them instead true and imagine that we had something cool going on that's well we do have one that's thing that's going on that's very cool and that is patrons we have a lot of patrons this and is for true. the in bruges tier the most prestigious tier that we have to offer these following names we thank you uh sinner you can do the first half okay uh we've got Hiding from a pack of my horrible sons who are mad I named them all Laramie. Laramie. Is this the guy? No, it's not even it's the a poster new person. Guy. Okay, we'll get to that. Uh Sam Davy. Sons fan. I forgot I forget to update this freaking thing. Please just send let me just send you one book of Sword of Truth, Wizard's First Rule. Thank you. Okay, thank you. <laughs> That's a great answer. Thank you for your offer. <laughs> Chakar. Boyko Ustavka Mutro. Wasn't the first word a different one than these so far? And the second one, I think. Oh, he's changed. Okay. Everybody changes their names nowadays. Fab Daddy. The Mega Pope. Tins. T I in New Zealand. Zan Xavier. Sons Fan Pudge. Omega Lol. Nate Seiko 01 Hamscroats. Bacon, no, not that bacon, the other bacon, and removing the Justin Bieber poster inside my ass and replacing it with clown shoes and one rook piece in chess. That's the same as last week. He has yep. not changed that one. Getting old. Lick and Shark TM. Thank you as well to freshly seasoned goat balls, the Ben Jackson and Ben Broomhead Alliance, Novi Panda, Dop, Eating Chosneck Makes You Happy and Healthy, Train. Fane underscore man to help lobby for the in Bruges podcast episode. Please put Cinderin, please somewhere in your name. United. We can conquer Cinderin. Yeah. Good luck with that. Country. Pitch black. Wooden aftertaste. Done. Talk. Dyslexic lawyer. Anonymous. Peter. I figured it out using my superpower being Danish. Niebling. And Ronnie Keel. Thank you, friends. 
Thank you all very much. Enabling. Enabling. Say it. Say. Enabling. <laughs> yeah, oh, never mind. I was about to say say it right, but stick with me. Okay. Uh, first order of business, Cinderin. The Super Bowl is upon us. The NFL has. Uh, I mean, it's continued on without any real stoppage of play, thanks to Corona. Which I guess. I mean, I don't know the details of how many players have been missing and all that stuff, but the the season is done. The playoffs are pretty much over other than the Super Bowl itself. And the interesting thing, Cinderin, is the matchup. just didn't make it, Shaq. We have Patrick Mahomes. Of course, this is NFL football for people Mahomes. that are. Patrick Mahomes, who I don't know that much about because I don't really follow football that closely, but he's considered the best player in the game right now, and he won the championship last year with the Kansas City Chiefs. And he will be playing against Tom Brady who could not get, I don't know the details of what happened with the Patriots but they didn't re-sign him for whatever reason and he wanted to keep playing so he went to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and they are now in the Super Bowl and he is 43 years old so I'm not a big I didn't like him on the Patriots because I just hate the Patriots but I don't think there's any arguing. He is the greatest American football player of all time, regardless of whether he wins in the Super Bowl or not. What I know you follow football a little bit. Yeah. What are your thoughts on this? Well, my first thoughts are it's a shame that the Packers didn't make it because they're the team I cheer for. But that said, though, just being honest, I haven't watched a game this season. Uh, I've really <laughs> been disconnected from the game for a while, but it's still nice to see if the Packers do well. That's, like that's the level of the investment score I have the next here. This day. This is the American sport that I'm most invested in. And I still didn't watch the game, but I cared more about it than I did about your shitty basketball or baseball or whatever. Yeah, so it just goes okay, to not, show not you guys shitty, that... Shitty. That was rude. That was rude. You're, Cinderin um, less does, good. Cinderin does literally nothing but play Dota because he doesn't have time to not only watch In Bruges after a year and a half, but also not watch his quote-unquote favorite team for his whole life in American football... Which, other than eSport, like traditional sports, is NFL your favorite? Is that your favorite sport? American football? No. No. Tennis is. Mm, tennis or badminton, I think. Or snooker. I like watching snooker. Okay, this conversation's over. Uh, Curling is also good, actually. Ah, oh, All right. Thank you. Thank you so much, Cinderin. We really appreciate that. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, but yeah, that's going to be pretty interesting. I mean, I typically do watch the Super Bowl. Is that something you will stay up for and watch or not? Uh, statistically, no. But considering I watched no other games, I know some people only watch the Super Bowl. That it's way bigger internationally, but I don't think so. Like the the reason I would watch the Super Bowl is, is if there was an event with friends where we would get together to watch it. But I reckon we're not doing that in these times, right? So yeah, I mean, not. obviously the biggest issue that probably starts at like I would imagine two three a.m. for you anyway. So, uh, but in America, it's very very hype. It is the most watched shit ever, pretty much, uh, other than this podcast, of course. So getting on with the yep. actual news of the week, Cinderin, uh, the Dota Pro Circuit has officially begun. Uh, we can talk a bit about the blog post that was posted. Uh, sure. It's almost been a week now where they tell everybody where to find all the streams and all that good stuff. Uh, the watch tab, which we'll also talk about. Um, but the first thing I want to talk about before we get to the watch tab is this little blurb here. 
If you've been following professional Dota for a while, you'll know we've explored a few ways for you to cheer on your favorite teams. In the coming weeks, you'll be able to back your favorites by purchasing content packages featuring in-game effects, sprays, emotes, loading screens, and of course, chat wheel lines from your favorite teams. This content is coming straight from the teams themselves, and they are submitting some great stuff for you to equip across your account. So let's discuss this, and then we can get to the watch tab. So what are your thoughts on... Because we were kind of speculating what would be available, what would be purchasable for teams, right? So mm. it doesn't sound like pennants are even a thing anymore. Okay. How about how about this? How about we do a tiny little guessing game on voice lines? What we think is something the players really iconically have said that could be in the game because it's not too extreme, so to speak, mm. and that people will want. I think Secret will do U13 Mana Boy with Puppy, for example. I think that will be in there. I don't even know what that is, but okay. Do you not know that reference? Are you not no. a Dota fan? Do you not watch the NFL all the time? No. Hello, come on, man. Watch your favorite games. You 13 mana boy? You don't know that one? Okay. No. Uh, Keep in mind, I'm not, what else? even though it may seem like it, I'm not big into memes. I know that's crazy. Mind blowing. Yeah, I'm not big into memes. What else do we have? I think Mind Control submitted quite a lot of sounds, but they got denied. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, one thing I will mention is uh, Sajidine and I are actually working with four Zoomers. And oh. we are helping them out with literally, well, Nikki's doing all the quote-unquote assets that require actual skill to make. And I will be <laughs> in charge of voice lines. Uh, oh, boy. So... I'm I'm not going to spoil anything, but there may be one that I am hoping beyond fucking god gets in, but it might not. I Does can it have definitely profanity in it. There's no profanity. Oh, you have a good chance. I I'm not going to spoil it, but I'm really really excited. If it I promise you this, if it doesn't get in, I will tell you guys and maybe even display it here for everyone to hear. Yeah, and then uh, people can riot against Valve and be like, "How did you not put in my favorite sound?" Right. So I don't know how much has been quote unquote leaked in terms of specifics, but I know the specifics, so I'm not going to say anything, I guess. Right. Like in terms of how many of each that you'll quote unquote be available to get. But having said that, it is cool to see, uh, again, they don't give any guidelines in terms of the voice lines. All they talk about is like the quality being good and being MP3. Like it's, they don't really give you straight up guidelines of what will or will not be accepted. Um, oh my god, you know what voice line I want? What? I want Kuro saying, stop thinking about winning. That will be the best voice line ever in this game. You think people will buy that? Oh, dude, I would buy that. Stop thinking about winning. Uh, somebody in chat actually reminded me and of And then this. maybe we can get an edit that says, stop winning. So the best voice line easily, and I was actually thinking this last week. <laughs> What? <laughs> Play more like Seb? I just saw that in chat. That's from uh, True Sight. I mean, easily the best voice line center. <laughs> I think we can agree is drop your stick. And I was g genuinely thinking about reaching out to Eternal Envy to see if he'd be interested yeah, in collaborating. But but he's not in the... Right. He's not in... I mean, that doesn't matter. So. Oh, yeah. The teams can just submit sounds that aren't even from their players, can they? Well, it... If they get permission, I'm sure. I mean, they can't just randomly 
you know, without permission, do whatever they want. I mean, they could, but I don't think Valve would accept it. Uh, but yeah, spray paints. Uh, we talked about this before. I've, I haven't really seen that many people use spray paints in general. I feel like it's not nearly the same impact like that Counter Strike would have. I would say emotes no. kind of the same. Like emotes, they'll come up occasionally, especially when they're attached to like voice line. But voice lines are the big one, right? That's the big seller. Yeah, I think. for sure. Chad Wheels, the easy, the big one. Easily okay. the biggest one. So you, I feel like we've had this conversation before, but is there really like it's it's obviously hard on the spot, but do we feel like there's nothing more that you could do here? Like is this as far as you can go? Let's assume they don't want to do cosmetics on characters, that's fine. If you don't want mm -hmm. the heroes to get new items based on team designs or whatever, because it's too difficult or whatever. Um, can we imagine another way to create value for teams than this? Uh, well, keep in mind, I don't, do they even mention, I know they mentioned it before for sure. So there's going to be a TP effect as well, which again, they've mm -hmm. done that many a time. Can uh, you imagine did, something that hasn't been in the game yet? Uh, like, is there something we could think of that would be cool? Like never been done for the, like, a team yeah. or never in the cosmetics? Never in Dota yet. Like just if we try really hard to think, just it doesn't have to be like precise precise, but just some sort of like overall concept that could be used for, to help teams in the game. Ooh. Yeah, on the spot I I can't I I'd have to think about it for a bit. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm sure there's some stuff that they they've done in the past that are, is not added to this, but it's probably by design. Um I mean, having said, like, there's still a lot you can do with emotes and spray paints. Like, we're going to try mm -hmm. to to meme it up, as it were. But in my experience, both emotes and spray paints are used less than once per game. So, okay. Having said They're that, especially rare. for spray paints, I think if it's yeah, a really good spray, spray, like, the spray paints have not been that good. They're not interesting at all. If it, mm -hmm. like, as an example, let's say there's a picture of somebody's face. Unnamed person, Cinderin. Right. I think that's potentially a good spray paint that people would be more interested in using as opposed to whatever's in the game right now, which is, you know, I right. literally can't think of one. So, but yeah, we'll see. And I think this is one of those things where it's going to be, you know, for the first season, let's see how it goes. We can improve upon it as time goes on. Uh, it is a little weird that this isn't out already because... Well, we'll the talk about this when on. we talk about the DPC, but like especially in NA, that like it's getting close to the point where a, a team or two literally can't make it in top two anymore. So it becomes less interesting for you know certain teams depending on how they've done. Uh, but yeah, this is something I'm sure they would have wanted to come out beforehand, but they didn't. So yeah, the teams need to submit everything, so that's another delay, uh, and then you need to filter <laughs> all the garbage out, which I'm sure takes some time as well. But in the grand scheme of things, not a whole lot of time has been given, right, for this kind of thing. That's also what I'm thinking. Like, what did what did they expect here? Like, when was this post from? January 19th, so a week ago. Wasn't the league already going a week ago? Well, keep in mind that teams were already reached out to before this. Right. But I know firsthand that it's not that long ago. Okay. Hasn't really, especially a lot of these teams that are unsponsored, they don't have... Like this is why we're involved with four zoomers because I knew 
they weren't going to do shit. <laughs> like either they're going to just put in the absolute worst garbage because they're, I mean, every Dota player is mega lazy. So I don't know if you know this. Have you noticed how oh. lazy they are? Holy, they can yep. barely even take showers every day for God's sake. But <laughs> Dota takes up your entire brain. But yeah, like I and know there's it twists it and destroys it from the inside over a long period. Over right. years, and, you lose then... your ability to do other things until you have nothing left but a hollow skull. So that's what happens when you play too much Dota. That's good to know. But on top of all that, these teams need to have access to people that can actually create good-looking assets, especially like the 3D mod. Like you need legitimate artists to do this stuff, right? So yeah, a lot of these teams don't have access to that at all. So I'm actually interested to see like what like a lot of the lower teams. I think Division Two they're doing this as well, if I'm not mistaken. So oh really? Yeah. So Arkosh yeah, is gonna I mean, get. Yeah, it doesn't say here. Arkosh is probably gonna be the division. second best selling in NA behind EG, right? Just on Slacks alone. So yeah, that's a good chance Arkosh could sell well, especially if they put in, <laughs> if they really play into the ritual stuff. Like if they could get something into the game that right. is Arkosh esque, that would be really cool. Now, do you and actually might also even just look nice, even if you're not like well, really knowing into who's the team. involved with them. Yeah, it's gonna look nice. But uh, what do you think about penance not being there? I actually, I didn't. I never hated. I, I feel like they just gave up on it. You know, I feel like penance were fine. It's kind of cool to see how many people are watching the game that have purchased your bundle. Like maybe it's not gonna be a huge amount then. Maybe that's something they're worried about. I don't know. What do you think? What if? So, I mean, for all I know, they might games, be putting it in. I don't know. In other games, mention. multiple other games, as a matter of fact, you can get drops from watching pro games. So, true. What if you tied that to a pennant of your favorite team? So, you then get an extra. People who really want drops could buy multiple pennants, be fans of multiple teams for a chance at drops. And the ones that only care about one team could buy their team's pennant. So they have That's, the pennant, uh, first of all, to support and then can get drops when they play. And obviously, if you want to be really strategic about it in min-max or whatever, you would buy a pennant of a team that is likely to make it far, right? Because then yeah. they will have more games. Um, true. Is that No, that's an idea? not true. That's, I'm well, honestly, that's only for the major. Yeah, I feel... Yeah, sure. The The thing is, I feel like... Something that other games do much more, we've we've actually talked about this in a previous episode some weeks ago, is that Dota currently doesn't give you a reward for playing very much. There's a little bit of Dota Plus shards, but outside of Dota Plus, other games with completely free-to-play concepts, you get a reward for first game of the day, or logging in even, or there's like a drop, or if you play X amount of times per week, you get this thing, it's like a lateral or whatever, to get a reward at the end. And it might sound like, who cares? But trust me, it has to make a difference. When so many other games do this to keep their players engaged and active, you can do that on the esports side too. That's my point. These reward systems for watching or being engaging with the game will give you more viewership. Um, and technically, you could say, quote unquote, it would be fake viewership because people are just there for their reward, but not necessarily to watch the game. But like, who gives a shit? Who cares, right? Yeah, okay. You want numbers. You want it to look big. You want people to tune into the game. You want them to, you know, in this case, like sponsorships and advertisers, it might not be that relevant necessarily for the major or whatever, but um, I'm not exactly sure how they're going to run that whole thing with that. 
but you get the idea like i um, i actually think that's a really good idea i can you can hook up your twitch account to sync with your steam or your dota 2 account so there's ways to get it to work via twitch as well not just dota yes. tv which i think that's kind of a big deal because a lot of these you know tournament organizers want you to watch the stream over dota tv because they have extra production stuff and you know all that good stuff but i think that's I mean, they're not going to do it this season. I think for season two, that's that's really good. I, I like that idea a lot, and it would be the more thing is like they did this. <clears throat> they did. They used to do this for TI. Remember, they yeah. didn't do it on the crimson, Twitch. The crimson, but shit. we had drops. They weren't crimsons. It was just these. Um, or it used to happen for Pro Dota in general. Remember, you could get these items that would drop whenever somebody got a mega kill or a right. killing spree or beyond godlike or something in pro versus pro teams some of those items are worth a lot still because they're very very rare um i wonder why they stopped doing that i feel like if you feel like the market gets flooded with too many people getting these items lower the rarity but make it still a thing make people want to watch for the chance of getting something really cool and maybe what you could do is you could make the very rare items few and far in between like very very rare and then um have so a pool of more common drops that are not that high value similar to like rylai spins like you know they're putting in these rylai spins every year and it's you're literally rolling for nothing almost most of the time <laughs> so those yeah. could be drops and even if the drops you get aren't super cool it's still something see i and like the idea i mean i think it's tokens important. or whatever you get a token you can spend it on any set with a rarity of up to x so people can choose their reward you get you get my point it's important like, to have the something. general items like that available the general drops because you have to fill out the space but i think it's really important if you were to do this to have team related ones so every team like let's just talk about the spray paints alone you have x amount that you're allowed in the game and you mm -hmm. make one extra one that is a very rare drop in certain instances and you just make it like really That'll cool so awesome. people have yeah. to buy multiples to increase their chance like that gives more revenue for the team i think that's that's really good I think yeah, that's a win-win awesome. for everybody. Um, yep. And like you said, who gives a shit about fake? Dota viewership is dead. <laughs> it's dying very slowly, gentlemen and ladies. But, uh, I mean, Overwatch does this to keep their game alive. Why can't we, you know? Okay. I'm, I'm just trying to think about other big games. Is there another big game apart from Dota? And I'm not saying we have to be like everybody else. Like, remember, it's there are some things that Dota does that are really good. This philosophy is about design or whatever, where it doesn't follow everybody else, which makes the game... As great as it is but you can't say that you can't learn from other people as well right our game is not perfect there are mistakes there are things that can be done better especially on the organizational side hmm. so like i'm trying to think of another big game that doesn't do anything of this right i think in csgo they still have tournaments that yield drops correct me if i'm wrong like maybe they took that out i don't think so i think there's still drops for watching cs no idea uh, i think league of legends have stuff where you tie with your account like you said overwatch has stuff where you tie with your account um i, I mean the would big be one is shocked if what is that uh, FPS valorant doesn't called? have something well valorant had the the beta sign up right the drop for beta originally right the viewership it was, was a huge absolutely event. insane what is yeah. that art not arkosh what am i thinking the fps game that's absolute garbage that you that slacks loves maybe the chat can help me out of this where you basically don't fight anybody for like an hour you're just camping and then eventually you die world of tanks <laughs> All right, nobody's somebody saying uh, Rainbow Six. It's the one that's tied to Twitch account, Tarkov. Thank you, Tarkov. Escape from Tarkov. Yeah. So they're one that have drops, and their viewership will go crazy for like I don't know a week or whatever, and then it'll just die down again. I, 
every game seemingly does it. I don't know why. It it clearly has an impact. Like that's the point is you can't deny that that's a, a draw. So yeah. So why not? Like I'm trying to think of the cons here. The the reason I'm talking about rarity of items and flooding the market is that that's literally the only con I can come up with, is yeah. that you devalue certain items. So, okay, uh, let's move yeah. on to the watch tab, Cinderman. Yes. So for those that and haven't seen it, segment. those that have not been uh, opening their Dota in the last week, the watch tab now has a DPC section, which has a home, which kind of has like a a score ticker at the top. It has a built-in, I think it's Steam TV stream, right? Of something that's going on, depending on what, I think it might just be random. I don't know how they choose that, but, mm-hmm. and then standings section and the schedule. So three new tabs within the watch tab. Very clean. Uh, I don't, we probably don't have to talk about this too much, but I think the one thing missing right now is a spoiler free button, which I know people have been, I don't know how much people care about. It. I would care about it. If I was waiting to like, yeah. especially based on time zone, if you can't watch a game or something sure. like that. So that's honestly, other than that, uh, and other than like the, the cosmetics, I'm sure, I'm not sure where that's going to be in, in the whole menu, but it looks really, really good. I was pleasantly very, surprised. Um, it feels very American style. Yep, I am sure this true. is something you don't think about because this is what you're used to, mm-hmm. but there's something about seeing this match ticker and the way things are organized that really reminds me of like the way they do in the NFL when you look up scores scores online. Yep. Um, I I can't really put a finger on exactly what it is. I I'm guessing some viewers or listeners can can give input on this. But how does it look um, in Europe, Cinderin? I don't know. No, so like. I think it's mainly the ticker in the top, but maybe it's just because I'm not enough into sports. Like maybe this is more universal than I think it is, but for some reason it just, there's nothing bad about it. Like it's good design. It was just something that just stood out to me as something I noticed that this felt like a American system way of displaying it. Just like the, the genre, if you will, of how things are displayed in this, but mm-hmm. it's, it's informative. It's clear how it works. Um, you can, I love the, especially the thing in the bottom with all standings side by side in all regions is really nice that you don't have to like scroll through it. You just see everything at one glance with how the leagues are doing. That's very, very nice. Um, a yep. little bit unfortunate here, uh, for Nigma, of course, that their short handle, because it's only three letters, their short handle is Enema. <laughs> Valve could have maybe helped out Nigma a little bit. They're already struggling on that front. Um, I mean... Let's think about this for a second. Unfortunate. Like if it's three letters that fit, I mean, what it technically should be would be absolutely an abomination, right? So Valve probably looked at that and was like, okay, uh, uh, let's just just make it enema, (laughs) which is hilarious, but at least not racist. So, (laughs) God, that is so funny. That is so funny. Although, sorry, neon, that's four letters. So they could have done I four. I think the cap is four. It looks like the cap is four. Um, right, they're just trying to not, you know, not even get remotely Very close. few teams actually have four letters. Yeah, most so of them are three. For some reason, LGD is PLGD. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not going to see the PSG in that if you're anyone. So I don't think PSG is like, thank you. That was very important for our brand. Like, they could have done PSGL. There. Cinderin. Yeah, they could have called it that, but then nobody knows it's LGD. <laughs> That's also bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wonder if they ask the teams, actually. I wonder if they ask the teams to choose their letters up to four. 
or not, if they just decided for themselves how they're going to shorthandle teams. Because usually, uh, teams themselves would make their own like tags, right? Uh, True. So, yeah. yeah, I don't know, actually. It's two to four letters, it looks like. Maybe when we have Weeha on, we'll ask him. Just put that in the list of many questions that we want to ask about their name. Okay, uh, next thing on the list, just the overall DPC. Uh, we can kind of go over some of the results. I have been paneling with Jenkins and Coddle Guy for the NA DPC, so that's the only one I've seen, Cinderin. Hopefully you can fill in some of the rest. Um, but for North America, kind of, I actually wasn't 100% sure what to expect, but EG, obviously their full lineup now with Ice Ice Ice, they've never played together. And then even the other four, they, we ha haven't really seen them play in, it's like four months, like some ridiculous amount of time. So there's a little bit of a feeling that there might be potential for another team to unseat them or at least, you know, give them some trouble. And so far we've seen them face against four Zoomers and Sad Boys, which Sad Boys is the fear PPD squad. And EG beat them both 2-1. And especially mm -hmm. in the four Zoomers one, it could have gone 2-1 for Zoomers uh, if they had won game one, which was kind of a back and forth. Yeah. So EG looks mortal. But now we're the interesting about the NA thing is I think personally, like the four teams that have a chance to be top two is obviously EG, Four Zoomers, Sad Boys, and Quincy Crew. So now that EG has already beat Zoomers and Sad Boys, even though it was 2-1 each, if they yeah. beat Quincy Crew, it feels like it's basically a given that they will be number one because the other four, no offense to them, just much, much less established. Uh, and probably, I mean, they could take a game off EG, I guess, but I cannot see them beating them. So that's, EG right now on top. That's the thing that's important is his best of threes, right? Because yeah. usually tournaments that have BO1s can have a lot more variance, but EG being able to drop a game every series against lesser teams is just so much of a safety net for the bigger team. Best of threes will always favor the better team over best of ones. So... Um, yeah, I think I think it's fair to say that EG looks like they will get top two basically now already from those two wins. Yeah. Um, apart from that, other regions we had so, there was some wild there was some wild game in China. Um, I don't know if you heard about that one. It was like it was an the eighty nine minute game? game between who was it? It was between Astro. I think it was Astro and LGD. Right, had this absurd game three, eighty eight minutes with like four rapiers, all sorts of shit going on. So. That's probably the best or at least the most entertaining for most people game out of the region for, for this week one. Um, the standings there, really, I, I don't really know. So this, this region for me is really, I'm not as in touch with Chinese Dota as I have been sometimes in the past. I've never really been an expert on the region, being honest. But um, like the names that people will remember from this region primarily will be LGD and Vici Gaming from the international stage. And Vici is currently 2-0 and LGD are 1-1. A team I thought could look really strong this season is Elephant, currently 0-1. They lost 1-2 to IG. Um, so the current the current top four in, in China, as it stands, are Vici, Ehome, Invictus, and Aster. But again, it's one game for many of these teams. So it's, it's a bit early to start drawing conclusions uh, based on just these few series we've had. But that's how that stands. Um, in Europe, to nobody's major surprise, I think, OG and Secret are lossless. They won 2-1, though. In both their series, and maybe to some people's surprise, Nigma are two and zero. They have two two one series, one against Alliance and one against Liquid. But notice the amount of two ones, right? Week one, every game was a two one except Liquid yeah. versus Viking, which was two zero. So mm -hmm. close games all across 
Uh, I don't know if you want to go through every single region every no, week I, with updates or we can take some maybe some feedback after we do it this way this week and see what people think. I mm -hmm. I think I will probably bring up I think this will be a, a weekly topic first and foremost. Uh okay. I will probably bring up NA every time because I'm gonna be paneling the entire time. Mm -hmm. I think EU we should bring up every time. Uh just because it's the most popular and the highest skill that we know of, uh since we don't really follow China that much. And then if we know of any notable things that have happened in other regions, we can mention them. Otherwise, it's just NA Europe. Is that fair? I guess we could just give a quick... Uh, so so did you only want to do those, or do you want to do the rest of this week as well, every region? Uh, up to you, Cinderin. Okay. I, I want to mention CIS quickly, and then sure. we, can, we can leave it at that if you want. So uh, I think... Correct me if I'm wrong. No, no Techies is Solo's team, right? Uh, yes. If I don't Crystallize remember. Crystallize yeah, okay. solo. So the big the big stories here so far is Navi completely destroyed this week. Like they just ran their opposition over. Two 30-minute games against Unique and two 30 or actually a 20-minute and a 30-minute game against no techies. So um Navi are off to a really hot start. They're 4-0 in their games, uh, obviously 2-0 in series. And no techies is 0-2. So Solo's team off to a really rough start. Um he seems to really need a win right now. Like he had the reunion with, was it both Ramses and no one? And it just fell apart pretty fast. That team that they rebuilt. Yeah. With which was supposed to be the new CIS powerhouse. They gave Sumail. up after like one tournament. Yeah. And Sumail. Yeah. That was that team we talked about in the podcast as well. What they could do that fell apart. Now he's doing no techies and they're at the bottom of the scoreboard right now. So looking pretty rough for him already. Like being 0-2 is already really bad in this format. Like, so the, the thing, thing that, you care about is getting top three. Recovering I mean, from 0-2 is a long road. Like usually I don't team. think it would be uh, that big of a deal. But I think something that has been complained about, and maybe we could talk about this a bit, is the fact that this is six weeks, so it seems like it's a lot of games. It's not really that many games. So yeah, getting off to an 0-2 start is crippling, potentially. Yeah. Unless you really turn it around. You're but playing seven total are, series. So they can teams get five are playing, best now. Yeah, teams are playing like once a week, sometimes twice. That yeah. it puts a lot more importance on the games, which that I think that aspect is cool. But six weeks seems like a too big of a stretch. Uh just from I don't know. I think there's also been complaints about like time like I know that Europe has been going way over time. So it's like why don't we just do this? Two AM the other day. Like why don't they just like split this up into more days then? Like, wouldn't that just make more logical sense? But uh, I know that's been the biggest complaint. I don't know what it's like from a spectator standpoint. I'm, sh it, I'm sure it's bad as well. So maybe for next season, they can switch things up. Obviously, too late for this time around. Um, yeah, I what guess, do you think? I guess some of the good things about this is that no matter which region you're from, you watch Dota. It feels like you're watching part of an overall story arc, right? Because there's... There's something in whichever region, whichever time zone you're in, there will be Dota to watch from your region in the same time slot, right? Like every region has games. And if you're a really big Dota fan, you can watch Dota 24-7 almost right now. So, yeah. I mean, that's good, right? Um, but yeah, the, the span of the tournament and the individual team's stories are really, you know, kind of dragged out because of its one game per week. I, I don't know if condensing this down would be better. If you condense it down, you... Like, how do you even do that? Like, every region has 
then you need games to be played at the same time, right? It, within your division. I mean, I feel like there's a or lot of flexibility have... with what you can do. It's not any one other way to do it. Actually, that's just that's just wrong what I said. So I just realized the way the games were played in week one was two games on the 19th, one game on the 20th, and two games on the 23rd. So with that logic, you could have definitely played more games on the days in between. Um, and therefore, you could condense this format down to four weeks instead of six. But the question is, is that good? Making it more intense like that so that the team stories are faster, but the content lasts a shorter amount of time. Right. Um, I think that's always going to be a discussion. You know, one of the things people love about TI is how long it is. Um, but at the same time, you you could make TI way shorter if you wanted to. But it's part of the spectacle, right? That what you playing with a, there, Cinder? It tickled my ears there. What was that? Got some ASMR going? Oh, I just had a just a pen. Oh, you should think about you know creating an ASMR. Do you YouTube hey, do you channel? have this, Shannon? Have I shown you this before? No. What is that? Cinder. This is called a fidget cube. A fidget cube. Yeah. So it has all of these things that look like they could be explosive devices at any time. None of them do anything except okay. make sounds. Oh. So you can like fidget with it. It has a, a thingy that you can roll. It has different buttons you can press. It wow. has a switch. It has a disc that you can spin. If you have fidgeting issues, get this. It's very good. Is that for children? Uh, children and me, apparently. Although I had it lying on the side for a long time now, and I just rediscovered it. And now I'm playing with it again. There I go. Um, wow. You just can't keep your hands off that thing, huh? Do you fidget? Uh, I don't think so. No. Okay. Well, then it's not for you. I a have restless legs. Can't syndrome. keep their hands still. A little different, you know. If you fidget, I can't, it's I can't help but move my legs. Okay, let's move on, Cinderin. Uh, we'll see what the feedback is for the DPC, which will be a weekly topic. Um, yeah. Don't think we need really need to spend much time every week, but maybe just getting people apprised. Should on the probably interested in. Maybe we should catch up on the regions we didn't do this week. We have give updates it, on them next week. Give me the then there'll TLD. be way more. Oh, standards. if you want, sure, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there was a tweet by Mr. Cyborg Matt, the one and only, about the development of the upcoming Overwatch feature for Dota 2, which we've talked about ad nauseum before. He posted some screenshots, which I will read a couple of them now. So there's a part where it says, watch the marked selection of the timeline marked in red. Uh, the case will autoplay to the next mark section. You can disable autoplay using blah, blah, blah. Each marked section is labeled as suspicious, cheating, or griefing. For cheating, be on the lookout for the use of scripts or cheats. For griefing, be on the lookout for negative actions towards other players, such as feeding, ability abuse, etc. Suspicious markers may be a mix of both. So I'm assuming this does not include communication abuse, right? For listening to voice comms or reading text or anything like that. We're going to lose uh, half our player base. Let's hope people come back. Right. So that's <laughs> so giving people uh, griefing sometimes. <laughs> it, no, it's true. It's true. Uh, and then another part. Let's see. So when you're submitting the Overwatch resolution, you it's very similar to CS:GO. The cheating, hacking, and scripting. You basically just choose one of three options: insufficient ev evidence, not guilty, or guilty. And then the same for griefing or abusive behavior. Yeah. So it's good to know now what they're looking for, but. And I'm not saying this is a bad thing overall because it sounds like it'll be at least helpful in some regard, but I don't see anything for smurfing, which I don't think you could have included in this anyway, no. but 
Oh. Like, I think that, that is big Valve's issue on the problem that they need to solve. I don't think right. this is something you can put on the players. It's not fair, and it's going to be abused the hell out of, because... As we've talked about before, people have standout games. Everybody who plays this game will have games where they do very, very well, and they will have games where they do very, very badly. And that could be with and against the exact same players in those two games. The conditions could be better. You could be having a better day. You're just feeling yourself. Everything is just working. You know you have those games where you're like, fuck yeah, everything I'm trying is just working this time. Fuck yeah, Then you have man. other games where you try to make 20 ganks and all of them fail. Like the enemy team have great wards or... You're just missing spells or your teammates communications bad like whatever it is so you can look amazing and you can look like garbage in two subsequent games and that's the game that's dota so being able to report people for smurfing is really tricky because yes in some cases it can be blatantly obvious but there will be so many gray areas that i think valve just want to avoid it altogether that people start getting reported as smurfs because they have a game that they go 15-0 because they just played great even for your rank, you can you can go 15-0 in any bracket if you play your rank, if it's a good game for your hero and you play well. So what do you think uh, about what's being shown now? I think Will it's you good. spend time um, doing this, Sindarin? See, that's the thing. I think, I think you need to incentivize people to use the system. I don't know what they did in CSGO. Uh, I think do? either I having something that you can display on your profile where you being like a, a police officer. <laughs> like... Uh, whatever you want to do, if it could be item drops, rewards, something exclusive, something exclusive would be a really good incentive. That will get people excited. If there's exclusive stuff for for doing this, it doesn't have to be cosmetics, but it could be something in your profile or some sort of backgrounds or emotes, a, sp- a police officer spray. That would be hilarious. Um, you get the idea. That's the way you want to go with this, I think. Um, right. And... My question is, if this gets implemented, do you think the player count will go up or down? Up or down? I'm So what I'm thinking here is, there are a lot of shitheads in Dota. There are so many. And if this gets implemented, unless everybody just magically fixes their behavior, there will be a lot of people banned. A lot of people will be oh, banned from this. What are, Between what, cheating and being griefers and whatnot. Even if it's temporary, okay? There will be bans. How many people are not playing right now because the system isn't in place? And when it gets implemented, how many people will be like, oh, yes, the game quality is going up. I'm going to start playing Dota again. Don't uh, they just replace yeah. each other? Isn't it just uh, an even swap? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I, I'm just... I don't think there's any much change. A thought experiment for me. Like, And even if the player count goes down, that is not necessarily a bad thing. If the player count goes down 5%, but the game quality goes up 50 that is a trade-off I would take every day. No problem. Of course, like we'd yeah. rather have good games with decent people than having a high chance of playing with idiots, but having more players. I was just wondering what you thought the ratio would be. Like, I don't know if many people will start playing again because of this. That's but true. I'm sure people will get banned. I, I think like so. if, it, if it's going to ban a bunch of people, even if it's temporary, it's going to be faster than what it would bring in people. But I think slowly but surely those people will trickle in, right? This isn't like one of those things, oh, we're coming out with over... First of all, the name itself is going to turn people off. Let's be real. Uh, <laughs> Valve I mean, releases Overwatch. Nope. To, to Valve's credit, to Valve's credit, it was called Overwatch in CS before Overwatch the game was ever a thing. So I understand yeah. why they're doing so it. So why aren't Valve's... Okay. Yeah, they never trademarked it, I guess. I don't know. It's kind of odd. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see how it works out. I don't think people are going to be flocking to the game because of this, but it'll, it's just one of those things that's needed, sadly. So only time will tell.
So I'm I'm seeing a I'm seeing a comment in chat right now. I just want to address this. I'm seeing a, co a comment saying they're surprised I'm saying that and that smurfing is a major issue. I've never said smurfing isn't a major issue. We talk about this every time. It's a big problem. My point is the players can't moderate it themselves. That's the issue here. Is that I'm not trying to downplay smurfing and be like, eh, people have good games, people have bad games. I'm trying to make a point of how difficult it is for a human to determine based on one case whether someone is a smurf or not. You will have two types of people voting on this stuff if you put it into a system like this. You'll have the people that will always side with the player and be like, yeah, th this is a doubt case. They played really well. They could not be a smurf. And then you'll have people that are like, you went 20 zero. you're a smurf. You can't do this in this bracket. You're too good, you know? Mm. And <clears throat> you also have this definition problem. Like, when are you a smurf? When is it too much? Is it if a 7K player plays in 4K? What if a 7K player plays in 6K? Is he still a smurf then? Yes. Like when, what if you just played bad for a month and dropped an MMR and now you're catching up and starting to play well again? Like how do you moderate the system in a way that's consistent? That's my problem. With cheating, it's way easier because it's binary. You're cheating or you're not, right? Like, are you hacking or not? With griefing, it's binary. Are you griefing or not? You're tossing teammates in on purpose or you're running into the enemy fountain. Well, like, it's not very difficult. There's a gray area with griefing, technically Technically, speaking. yes, but in many, many, many cases, there's no gray area, right? So for smurfing, for me, the gray areas are way more prevalent than in the other cases. That's my point. Like, there's just so many where you can be like, 100% without, beyond any reasonable doubt, this was cheating, or beyond any reasonable doubt, this was griefing. Like, no questions asked. We just know. Mm. You watch the clip, yeah. you're like, it's obvious. Well, it's smurfing, you need to second guess yourself a lot, right? Like, yeah, did you just play great? And the final thing is, is it against terms of service? Like, I, I would want so cheating and griefing. I believe both are just flat out between um, against terms of service, right? So you want to punish people for that? It's in the game. It's in the description for the game how you're supposed to play it. It's not against terms of service to have multiple accounts. So if Valve wants to take a stance, first of all, they would need to change the terms of service so you're not allowed to have multiple accounts or they need to solve the problem so that they allow people to have multiple accounts but they fix the problem automatically through detection in the game that's again i still think that's the golden solution here is some sort of machine learning um detection of build smartphone. that robot cinder you can do it, it it's still I, I know i've said it many times i know upload but your there's mind still people saying i'm downplaying smurfing i just really want to cover it that that is the inherent problem for me. All right. So the name of this episode is the, the episode where Cinderin defends smurfing, right? I think that sounds pretty fair. <laughs> oh, that's, <a> great title. <laughs> oh, that's, that's some All good right. bait. Uh, next thing on the list, uh, this came out earlier today um, and has not been verified that I know of, but we're just going to talk about it because of speculation. But the thread says LGD CEO arrested sources in China, but no official confirmation. VP Game and LGD CEO Ruru, also the COO and CMO, a number of staff at VP Game were arrested last week regarding skin and it says skin and beans betting on VP Game. What is beans? Is that a typo? I don't know what tech that is. Uh, well, this maybe you can bet beans in China. This continues a trend of arrests and criminal charges being levied at prominent esports figures and companies in China for similar reasons. So, I mean. This probably won't be a very long conversation, but what are your thoughts on that? Because that, I mean, I, I've been told by many a people that bet like throwing games 
in there China is, is very prevalent, very common. There is some really bad shit going on with some dota. I, I don't know if it's only... I think, like, my gut says that this is a bigger issue in China and in SEA than other regions, but, like, who knows, right? There's so many games that we don't watch that we don't know about. Yeah. Um. It would not surprise me if this was a grander scheme. This is a bit conspiracy-esque. Like, are there people behind the scenes running the scene, telling the teams what to do, blah, blah, blah. But um, it's a story that I could buy based on stuff we've seen happen, right? Like the newbie players getting banned, which was something recent. If some of the greatest of the game can get banned, like even TI winners end up getting involved in match fixing, then TI winner and TI runner-up, sorry, you know, it's not. It's not looking good. Um, right. So yeah, we, we I, I kind of kind of believe that. this. The person who posted the uh, the story deleted it. By the way, read into that oh, what you will. But, really. So if yeah, I refresh, it's gone. Post, is what you're saying? The post is deleted. Yeah. China got to them. But um. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but we talked about faith. Wait, it was faith that was banned, right? Yeah, faith was a TI winner, and then you had um. Why do I not remember his name right now? What the hell? Mugi. Mugi yeah, also was in that team. He so got second at TI7. For people like that to be involved, I, I think my impression was a little bit different. And Brax, I think, kind of corrected me on the interview uh, that we did with him. But for people like that to be involved means that in all likelihood, they were essentially forced to do something like that because of the way that things are done for whatever reason over there, how corrupt it is, the power other people may have. I mean... We, we don't know the details. We can only speculate, but it sounds like it's just become one of those things that is just expected of you, depending on you know, who you're dealing with business-wise. So it, it's yeah, not as clear-cut as... I mean, it depends on the region as well, but it's not as clear-cut as what I was originally imagining. Like, oh, why would you do that? Just for an extra buck, but at the same time, maybe you're threatened to do it. I don't know. I don't know the details at all. So we'll be interesting here to see what happens with that. All right, last topic of discussion. Uh, our friend TI in New Zealand will absolutely love this topic. Gabe Newell, who has been in New Zealand for basically a year now. I think he was there, I forget for what reason, I think it was just vacation. And then COVID just started destroying everything. And New Zealand, one of the few countries that is handling things extremely well. Um, I, don't, I don't know their numbers right now, but it's been zero or close to zero for a long time now. So Gabe Newell has been essentially just residing there for a long time. He's looking for dual citizenship. Uh, there's been questions about whether he wants to create or to move Valve over to New Zealand. And I think his response for the most part is, it, it would be kind of cool, but at the same time, I don't want to uproot people, especially during this time. But the big question is TI in New Zealand, Cinderin. Yep. So his response to that question whether that's a possibility is i quote it's a realistic possibility and it gets more realistic all the time uh i literally could not if i had to guess when it would be safe to do an in-person tournament anywhere else in the world it would be very hard for me to say that whereas i think with a lot of confidence we'd be able to plan for that in new zealand hopefully the procedures can be put in place so that becomes feasible like you know this is what the quarantine would look like as long as COVID keeps mutating, it certainly is increasing the likelihood that we'll be having events here. So based on the trajectory in the U.S. alone right now, even with yeah. the vaccines coming out, 
this sounds more likely than anything actually is for TI to be in New Zealand. Isn't wasn't it currently announced that the the current plan is to have TI in August in Stockholm still or was it just that they plan to have TI in August? Oh, that's true. Do I what remember did this they say? Yeah, what did, actually I think they did say Sweden. I have to look it up I, again. I believe I believe the plan for now I don't know why I'm confident in this because it could just have said that TI is in August, but I thought it still said that it was going to be in Sweden. Um, well, they don't make very many blog posts. So I'm sure we can just look it up real quick. <laughs> like, there are some here. really big... There, obviously, there's one huge pro to having TI in New Zealand, which is COVID. But beyond that, isn't it just a lot of cons? Like travel, The International 10 is happening in Stockholm in August. It I does guess. say that. Okay. So like, if you imagine you have TI in New Zealand... Filling the crowd, travel for teams and talent. Um, it, it's very far from everything in Dota, right? It's like, it's not a short trip for anyone except SEA, technically, I guess. Yep. Which isn't necessarily an issue. Like, it's just, it's just if we start talking about pros and cons, to me, the only pro New Zealand really has is infrastructure right now because of Corona. Like, two years ago, somebody would have suggested we do TI in New Zealand. No way. Like it would be very far down the list of where it would I mean, happen. One benefit is it could, in theory, help promote the game in that region. So then you have like an Australian slash New Zealand region, theoretically, yeah. if things blew up. If which, you want you know, to promote Dota in New Zealand, you should probably fix the Australia servers first, though. Yeah, that can come. You know, that can come with the money <laughs> you make from the next. <laughs> but there's pack, incentive you know? to fix it. That's um, true. I think. I don't know. I, I think obviously if everything stays as bad as it is, it's it's a great it's a great solution, right, to go there if that's the corona haven that we have. But then the question also remains, well, if that's the corona haven, how easy will it get to get all the players in? Like you can try to host a tournament there, but the local local regulations will need to allow people from literally all over the world to travel in. Well, you even with self-quarantining, to... I'm not sure that New Zealand would allow that. I mean, considering the sway that he has, and I'm sure he would promise other things in terms of, you know, bringing whatever from Seattle, potentially even Valve themselves. I mean, you can force people to quarantine for a couple of weeks. It would require more time, obviously. But I mean, yeah. what are you doing anyway? Like if TI was in Stockholm, aren't you doing the same thing, essentially? It may be more, a little bit more stringent, more strict in New Zealand think, because of the way they do things, but yeah, for the better? I think New Zealand should... Or, well, I don't know, should is a, is a weird word here. I think New Zealand probably has stronger regulations for travel. If you have a country that is basically quote-unquote clean, then you're very, very careful with letting in potential spreaders to your right. country so that you start an epidemic that you defeat, right? Whereas in Sweden, yeah, you have strong travel regulations, but you can still get in for reasons, right? Like, yeah. Right now, for example, for the DPC, we have talent that even flew in from North America. Some of them got denied at the border, fogged, and BSJ had to travel back home, which was terrible. Um, but a lot of talent got in from different countries. If that's in New Zealand, I don't know. Like, I'm just, I'm just guessing here. I'm not certain. Like, maybe they're well, with it's... the right quarantining, they're open to it. But man, this is so many different countries, so many different people. I think this would have to be something that in. Gabe himself would negotiate with New Zealand. Literally, that would have to happen. Because I agree. Otherwise, yeah. they'd be very strict in general. 
I mean, how long can you not show symptoms for, or how long until you can't, what's the right way to even, like the first couple days you have COVID, sometimes you'll turn up negative, right? So as long yeah. as you get to a point where that isn't possible and you're still coming up as negative, then it should be fine. So it might not have to be two weeks anyway. It could be less. I don't know the actual numbers, but it's possible. Yeah, I'm not completely sure. And it sounds like, like based on what I've been reading, New Zealand is really liking that uh, that Gabe is there. So it could be in both entities' best interest to work together, but who knows? Mm -hmm. See how much sway Gabe actually has. Okay. So with that, let's get on to the Patreon mailbag. We'll do a couple of these Cinder Man. Uh, the first one is from Nate Thicko zero one Hamscroats, who asks, is there a certain patch you remember that was your favorite or at least favorite from over the years? And is there a specific map layout that was very memorable? And what would you specifically like to change with the current map? Does anything I, can, come I can answer this mind? one first. Sure. <clears throat> I'll tell you my least favorite map of all time, but we're... This is a trip down memory lane. This is not even Dota 2, but I want to talk about it anyway. It's I like telling the story. There was a patch in Dota 1 called 52E, which was absolutely awful, thinking back. That was probably the worst patch we've ever had. So picture this. Smoke doesn't exist. Smoke was introduced, I think, in dot six something. Maybe it was 60 or 66 or something. It was late, yeah. There's no smoke. In this 52E patch... There is no limit on wards, and couriers can ward. Oh, really? And smoke doesn't exist. Can you imagine what kind of gameplay we had in that patch? So, like, disregard what the meta was or whatever. But just wards think were about macro. Wards were not free back then, obviously, right? But still right. unlimited. They cost. Yeah. You would literally have a five warlock support a terrorblade in lane, babysit him. And then buy wards all game, ward everywhere, and Terrorblade would farm. And the late game would be who has... It's There was like two types of games. There was a hyper late game version. And then there was the our team has an incredible timing mm. toward the end of the mid game version. So a hero like Visage back then had a lot of familiars. It was a different hero design. So I think that was a hero that was played in that strategy where you would farm one or two items and then you would be overwhelming. Uh, and then if you could defend against that with Terrorblade, you could win late game. But like, it was, it was very boring, I think. <laughs> that was probably... A lot of people will say, in Dota 2, probably will say that the worst patch would be the TI4 one, just because they remember the finals, right? And yeah. it being these like stomps. The patch was actually pretty good. It was just unfortunate that teams figured out a flaw in it toward the very end of that TI. Mm-hmm. People remember TI largely for the finals and the semifinals, right? But the group stage of TI4 was awesome. There was a lot of very good games, a lot of cool strategies. But yeah, in the end, it wasn't that great. So God, that's my I, least favorite one. You can do your favorite if you have one. I, I don't really have one. I mean, least favorite metagame, I guess you could say, would be the Troll Jug patch, which was that prior to the first DAC or something like that? It just felt like very... It felt troll figured sniper? out. Was it Troll Sniper? There was a Troll, troll sniper, sniper Jug. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, Jug and was in the two. Yeah, those it, three. It was right. just like the same shit over and over. And it felt like it was solved like super fast, like faster than a normal patch would have been. So yeah. games were just super boring. Uh, so that's the first thing that popped in my head. In terms of changes to the map, I mean, I've talked about this a million times. I would love a second Roche. That'd be hilarious. Uh, but I'll be honest, the way that Roche, like the location of him and all that stuff 
has evolved over the years to be much more positive in my viewpoint because it used to be terrible. I, I always hated that Dyer would just have an inherent advantage. I hated that for so many right. years. And for so many years, by the way, every pro player would be like, it's fine. It, it evens out when you play both sides. I'm like, dude, this is why I was so in favor of having a symmetrical map. Remember, I was talking about that way back in the day for DAC, and everybody would just shit yeah. on me and shit on me. And guess what? We're not at a symmetrical map, but it's gotten so much more symmetrical We're than it used getting to be. There. Way more. So okay, let me let me ask you this. So this is a this is not the exact same thing, but like the game is the, the map has definitely got more symmetrical and more quote unquote fair, right? Yeah. Um, unfortunately, Dyer's win rate is terrible in pubs because they don't have Rosie advantage, but that is what it is. Um, do you think do you think the map layout itself, not whether it's mirrored or not, but just the layout right now is a bit too simple? Does that make sense to you? Like we've had these spots that have eyes on them that are like, this is a good place to ward. You could consider warding here. It gives really good vision. Like these like very specific high ground spots that are for warding. I feel like if you go back two years to the older map designs, the map was less obvious so to speak like now warding advanced warding is about being creative with placing them in bad spots that are good because they don't get dewarded which has always been the case but it feels more it's like more necessary now because there's like a designated eight ward spots that are just super much better than everything else mm. and therefore they get dewarded a lot but then you have obviously to get creative whereas beforehand maybe there were let's say 16 ward spots that were all decent but none of them were like super mega good and then dewarding became about figuring out which one of all of these good spots are the enemy team using does that make so sense it, to you it does make sense to me and it's funny that you're bringing you this think? up to me because you're obviously this ward connoisseur you know thinking extra levels to fucking warding where i don't give a shit put put a big fucking sign that says ward here dewarding here. i don't give a shit as simple as possible because i hate warding and i never do it okay if you step aside from it for a second, let's imagine it's not you doing it. Let's just think about the game. <laughs> okay. Okay. What do you think then? Do you think... I think for new players, this is good, right? It's easier to figure out good places to ward and good ways to ward that give you a lot of so information. You're basically saying that you but. miss a the ceiling being a little bit higher in that specific part of the game. Where for me, it's, I feel like the game is already complicated enough and we've dumbed it down a little bit. It's not just that part of the bit. game. It's when you think about... How to say it, it's not just the warding itself, it's the map layout, right? When those ward spots are that powerful, it's because the map is laid out in a way that makes them that powerful. It's not just because, you know, we put a hill here. The reason it's so good is that not only does it cover a big amount of area, but the area is also integral. You could have technically put these hills in different spots, but they're placed next to really powerful objectives, like towers or next to the big camps in the jungle or ancients or whatever, right? Um, like to give you an example, let's say there was a hill in the middle of the river in the center of the map. Like, you, you know what I mean, right? Like then the, the type of objectives that are around it, it's very, it's very much telling the player what to do kind of thing. That's how I feel about it. And that's right. something that's in and my I'm opinion fine happened that. to Dota over the last few years is that the game is telling us more and more what to do instead of letting us decide that like, here are bounty runes. You have to fight for these. You, you got to take them. Here are neutral items. You have to farm jungle or you're going to fall behind. Here are the ward spots. You have to, at least to some extent, ward here or you won't have sufficient vision. Mm -hmm. Whereas 
go back two or three years. Here's the map. Good luck. You know, do what you want. Right. Do you want to so play a split push if, strategy? Do you want to fight? Like, if find you out were what you think to ever have a kid and you wanted to teach them how to swim, you would be the type that just fucking throws them in the water, right? Where that is a I very would, bad analogy because this I would, is a video game and not about life or death. I would, I mean, Dota for you is life or death. We've already established you don't watch anything else. You don't have any <laughs> social life. You do literally nothing other than play and watch Dota. If I were to have a kid, you know, I, I would gently introduce them to water. I would allow them the choice of what to do and I give them some tips along the way. That's what Dota should be because the game is too hard. So no, I don't sympathize with your god-awful warding metagame that I don't give a shit about, Cinderin. No. Okay. It's fine. I understand what you're saying, though, to be fair. Uh, forced objectives... This is the primary reason, in my opinion, this is the primary reason that split pushing as a key strategy has been dead for three years now. Good. Good. It's because of forced objectives. Good. Fuck split push. Hate that shit. Okay. I still die. I still lose to split push. I see it in my games. Arc Warden, Cinder. Right. It obviously... it Okay, it does exist, but it's way harder to pull off. Way harder, way more specific. Um, it was a big part of Alliance's TI3 win, if you remember. The way they played the map. The type of strategies they ran at TI3 would really not fly right now, for the most part, because of changes to the map. It, you can't really play like that and expect to win a world-class tournament anymore. I mean, um, forced objectives you to can a be certain a fan point of, of that or not. My, my main point here is, I think... I think... How do I explain this? On a macro strategic level, like how many options you have for how to play the game, I think the game is more limited in that sense, but everything else is more complex. More items, more heroes, um, and it's all just more quantity. Stuff, but... It's it's quantity. It's not yeah. like what's the best way to put this? I mean, I think okay, I understand where you're coming from, and I agree to a certain point that force objectives can get a little stale, mm -hmm. but I think they've done a good job of kind of bringing them back a little bit. And I also yeah, think for sure. that you the have to understand that better than a science. very, and I know that a lot of people that are watching this, it's going to be kind of polarizing. Some people are going to agree with me. Some people that agree with you. I promise you beyond anything else, a very large percentage of players that do not watch anything related to do, they just play as casuals, which makes up a large majority of our player base in general, will agree with me and we should be catering more to them. That is what I think Has very the player strongly. Base improved since we've made these changes though no there's no fucking to, there's no pl new player experience to begin with these are these are good things to have in place as icing on the cake but you're missing the fucking cake entirely no cake yeah, has been so baked i'm not talking about it from a new player perspective here i'm talking about it from the perspective of if this is better then people that used to play dota should want to play it more right is it Who's just because playing? everyone's getting older and they don't want to play dota anymore they don't have time for it is that it like Maybe it is. I'm just You're thinking... asking people that have played this for 10 years to play more. It just happens. People gravitate towards other things. It's a perfectly natural thing. The only problem is we're not mm -hmm. replacing them with anybody. That's the fucking issue. It's been the issue forever. Sorry, I, I, I get really upset look, with this fucking new player experience. It just tilts me beyond belief. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's just 2021 I, for God's I just, sake. I'm just, I'm just saying here, my, my point isn't that this is the reason people aren't playing. My point is, what, what I'm saying is, we obviously don't know this. We can't check the numbers or whatever. But I, I don't know if this directional development that we've had towards this forced objectives and more defined gameplay or whatever, if it has been better or worse for the game overall and for people enjoying playing it. 
maybe if we hadn't done it, we would have even less players. I don't know. I'm just saying when you take the game in this direction, it becomes more like other games, right? That's my point. That was something that made Dota really unique was that it was almost like a sandbox with all of these fucking heroes and options and you just use the sandbox to make your strategies and make your plays. And now it's saying, here's a sandbox, but you need to check these and these and these boxes or you are less likely to win. In the past, it was largely, can you kill Roche or not, right? That was kind of the a defining factor for your strategy. But now there's just way more, like... I've made I've made my point. Like I'm just I, I understand. Just like I'm not. I'm not going to go. Conclude. I'm not going to. Okay. I'm not going to go into detail anymore. I will just close mm-hmm. my statement with I understand why you feel that way. I respect why you feel that way, but I disagree wholeheartedly. And I think yeah. that so you like the most game player more base with would this. agree with me. Yeah. I, I think the game is more fun right now mm-hmm. than it has been in a while. That's but good. it. Th- I think the biggest thing is there's so many unique things about Dota. Taking one away mm-hmm. doesn't really detract that much because. Sorting infinite amount. Uh, okay, last question, which I, yes. I guess we'll do. This one will be a quick one. From Pitch Black, uh, Lord of the Rings series has been announced to be aired late 2021 with five seasons planned. Are you guys into Lord of the Rings? Would you be shocked if the series would get delayed? Would you even watch it? I'm trying to remember. You do like Lord of the Rings in terms I do. of the movies, yeah. right? Did I you read the books or anything? Yes. Oh, Okay, so you're going to be a bigger expert than me. Back when I read books, so like 15 years ago. Okay. Thoughts? Yeah, something like that. Are you excited? I didn't even know this was happening. This is great news for me. (laughs) That's what Uh, happens when you only play Dota and watch Dota and do nothing else. I don't know. Do you know? I have no idea. Uh, I mean, okay, I'll give my answer as you do your uh, typical Google search, as you didn't research any of this outline beforehand, but... Uh, yeah, I, I didn't read, I read the Hobbit when I was a kid and then I started Lord of the Rings and I really didn't like the writing style. Uh, but the movies are like, that's the best trilogy of all time. I don't think it's even remotely close, fucking ungodly, just the best. And yeah, I would definitely watch this. I would not be shocked if it's delayed, but I would 100% watch this easily. Be interesting to see like if it's on Netflix Mm -hmm. or if it's just on actual cable TV. I don't know. Yeah. Um, it looks like it's on Prime Video. So it's an Amazon production. It says here, Amazon oh. bought the television rights for Lord of the Rings for $250 million in November 2017, making a five-season production commitment worth at least $1 billion. Wow. This would make Wait. it the most expensive television series ever. Not surprising. I mean, Lord of the Rings is a huge IP. So does that mean we can stream it on Twitch? Don't people do like these prime watching parties? That's fucking sick. Now, the question is, do they release them all at once? Or is it weekly episodes coming out? Because it's weekly and it's super hype. That would be really cool. Man, that, that could be a big boost for Twitch doing like different things other than gaming. That's that's pretty legit. But we'll see. Hopefully, it's not garbage. That would be unfortunate if it's garbage. Now, if it's going to follow the exact same storyline as the movies, I doubt, right? It's probably just in the universe. Who knows? No idea. I mean, like, did I you, literally just heard about it now. Did so you read the... I mean, when you read the books, did you, did you like the writing style? Like, what did you think of the books versus the movies? Oh, it's a long time ago. So, the Tolkien books I read were Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, and Silmarillion. And... 
I think for a lot of people, it's kind of a turnoff how much he describes the world. But I think ultimately my favorite movie from the series and probably my favorite book as well was the first one. And so I think there's a lot of good stuff to be said about creating a universe that is really detailed and really um, it's, it's immersive on another level when you explain things in that much detail, but it also becomes a longer read, right? I hope in the series that they spend a lot of energy and put a lot of attention to oh. building the world. I, I really think that's something so that made according Lord of Rings to as cool as it was. Hal Steen in our chat, he says the show is set in the second age. So it's set before Isuldur chops off Sauron's finger. That's cool. Okay. That's really cool. Okay. That is uh, uh the chronology. That's after I think Silmarillion is really early. Yeah, I don't know when that one takes place, but Yeah. It's before the Hobbit and all that, like way before that shit. Right. So, yeah. Okay. Cool. Looking forward to that. All right. Thanks, everybody, for watching, for listening. Uh, Cinderin, have you seen in Bruges? No. Bye. Bye. We say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening.